Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey guys, it's Perry here to let you know that this episode of Collider Movie Talk is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans where you can binge the highly touted original series Titans or jump into the all-new Swamp Thing with new episodes dropping weekly. Also, check out the thousands of comics just added, catch up on your favorite series like Krypton Season 1, and you can watch animated movies like Reign of the Superman. Join at DCUniverse.com. Let's take a quick break. You know what's one of my favorite things to do post-dancing rehearsal? Not going to lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rum Haven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality shows back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some Rum Haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Celebrate more for less at HomeSense. More yummy, the best cookware by far. And three cheers for bar. More I love it gifts from chocolate to spa to ooh la la. HomeSense, cheer is here. It is a very special day on Movie Talk today because I get to talk about Dr. Sleep. I've been waiting for this for so, so long. And then on top of that, we are breaking down some more Batman rumors because there's a whole lot of villains in the mix. 
and we need to go through all this to figure out who could wind up really being in the movie and also what the movie might be because there are certain signs that point to a possible adaptation of a very popular comic mm -hmm. storyline and we are going to discuss it all with the one and only Nikki Novak, and then also Jay Washington, my Thursday buddy, who I'm, I love so much. I am so happy to How be are back. How you doing? I'm gr I'm happy. Do you see all this? I'm sandwiched in between. I'm. I <laughs> love. Giving you the love back. Yes, and I love it. I love my all job. All the good vibes. Talking. I'm going to take those good vibes, bottle them up, and slide them on over yes. to Doctor Sleep because yeah. Doctors, I thought that I couldn't be a happier person this morning thanks to Toy Story 4 and how it made me feel last night. And then all of a sudden, the Doctor Sleep trailer dropped, and that was above and beyond what I thought they were going to do. Just so you guys know, Doctor Sleep is technically a, a shining uh, sequel. sequel. Yeah. There was a period where they'd rather have not referred to it as such, but that is what it is. And it's an adaptation of the Stephen King book. And a big question that we've had on our minds is, is this movie going to be a sequel to the film or is it going to be a sequel to the book? Because as we all well know, the Shining movie is very different from the book. We got a bit of our answer here and it is all so, so exciting. I mean, everyone's heard me gush about this trailer all morning. <laughs> what do you guys think of it? I watched it four times just to make sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> and I like the ode to Jack Nicholson when he put, pierces his head through the door. When he does that, I was like, yeah, just say here's Johnny for the hell of it. Just say it for the hell of it. <laughs> and I really liked it. I, I think the horror elements and showing you all the things from The Shining, the kids going down the hallway. And then when they showed the actual scene with the blood from the movie, mm -hmm. I was like, yep, how do I get tickets already? Well, just to clarify a little of that, because I certainly didn't notice this on my first viewing, but there's a whole bunch of shots that look like shots that came straight from The Shining movie. Mm -hmm. They actually recreated every single one of those except for the blood except elevator. Damn. Which was crazy because the first time I, I had to do the same thing, I had to watch it a couple of times mm. to go, wait, did they reshoot that or was that from the original? And I, the, the bloodshot was the first shot, right? It was the first shot from, it, the, from, from the original or from, that looked like the original. I think there might have been a few was before, there before that. Yeah. But I, I, too, I had to go back and rewatch it and then actually read to figure it out, which just shows the attention to detail like that he put that much thought into it. But I guess if you are going to recreate those scenes, if there is even a hair off, people are going to call you out on it. No, it's true. It's true. And it's, you know, they've got a lot on their shoulders right now with basically weighing these two properties together and also the fact that, you know, we, we know that Stephen King is not necessarily the biggest fan of the Stanley Kubrick movie, but one of the things that they did, and we have a whole piece on Collider.com right now that Haley wrote up from a special event where... Mike Flanagan, the director of the movie, he was there and he was busy explaining how they went out to Stephen King and they got his blessing and they went to Stanley Kubrick's estate and they got their blessing as well. They were both sent early drafts of the script. They were both sent early cuts of the movie and it seems like a thumbs up all around. And as a fan of, of the movie and the book, that is very, very encouraging to me. Yeah, because you don't hear that often of directors actually going to where the source came from and saying, hey... How do you feel about what we're doing? This is what we're going to do. Here's the script. We haven't just shot it yet. Here's the right. script. Can you read over this and let us know what you think? And to go to both Kubrick's family, to go to King, who is very particular, very particular. Mm -hmm. yeah. And for him to say yes. And for the Kubrick family to right. say yes, this is good. And Yeah, in that article, what I thought was really cool is 
he said, Mike said, that was one of the most terrifying moments of his life. <laughs> Hitting send and getting the reaction, like waiting for the, that reaction and then having his blessing. I don't blame him. I feel like he should be somewhat at ease, though, even though the pressure is most certainly on. He did direct Gerald's game, the adaptation right. of that, and he did such a good job with it. So, you know, he's got that in his corner right now. Another thing from this trailer, and you could see it in the trailer reaction, just like my eyes light up. The role of Rose the Hat in this movie, she's part of the group, the True Knot, and they're basically like this vampire group that feeds off of people who can shine. It's like pitch perfect casting and seeing her in action as Rose after seeing her completely wasted in Men in Black. I'm so excited that she's got this coming up. And what I like about this trailer, and I've said this before on this show, I hate it when trailers give away a story. I like that this trailer left me wanting more. It didn't try Mm -hmm. to over explain things. It teased enough. It gave a nod to the originals, which excited everybody, but then just gave you enough that made you want another trailer and another and then see the film. And hearing that, oh, different people have the shine now. They feed off this. When you heard that line, you're like, okay, so this is somewhat the plot but not the story. Yeah. I, as much as I don't want to uh, spoil every single detail for you guys, if you have any interest whatsoever in reading Dr. Sleep, I highly recommend it. It is such a great book. And also the young girl that she, that uh, yeah. he's working with throughout the movie, um, Abra. I have a friend, I had a friend in high school named Abra, so I always want to say Abra, but it's supposed to be like Abracadabra, and I can't do it right ever. But their relationship is really great. And this is going to be a great opportunity for her in terms of her jumping into like amazing, uh, yeah. role in a feature like this especially coming off of you know when you come off of like movies like pet cemetery which didn't wasn't received very well except by me like, oh because you of course <laughs> like, you love like very embrace that i saw it three times yeah. too and it's like every single time i saw it it just reinforced how i felt but everybody else was like i just really didn't care for it but you have that you have the rebound now hopefully in Doctor mm-hmm. Sleep and that's what you need cuz you're going to continually adapt Stephen King properties and you don't want to hit the point where you hit a roadblock where it's just bombing and now everybody's like oh god here we go another one another adaptation and then people just don't want to buy into them well this one might see the benefit of catching the wave that it chapter 2 starts also i mean right. come september Stephen King is going to be again just like on our mind more so than ever mm-hmm. and then this drops 2 months later so right. it seems like it could could be perfect timing. I can't wait to cover this more because, again, with these uh, recreation shots from The Shining, that's kind of tapping into so much more of the story that could be prime marketing material yeah. going forward. Were so I want to see more. That there was that much yes. in the trailer? Yes. Yeah. I was absolutely shocked, especially because when we first heard about this trailer, and it is branded a teaser trailer, too, even though it clocks in at two, uh, two minutes, 30 seconds. <laughs> what does it deal with that now? Everything a teaser trailer would be like <laughs> two is, or three minutes. But which is totally fine as long as it's teasing the story and not explaining yeah. which this, the story. Which this did, yes. This yeah. felt more atmospheric than anything to me, but I like I don't know why because obviously they're able to do things like that. I just was not expecting to be so like clearly launched back into the shining right. in that way. And especially when you hear that score boom in at the end. Oh, yeah. You hear it like I don't even need to be watching the shining, the Doctor Sleep trailer, anything at all. I could be like walking around having a day and all of a sudden hear that and immediately get chills. And it's also really brave for the director to go there because it's something that, you know, typically if you're going to take something over, you want to sort of make it, everybody always talks about making something fresh, making Mm -hmm. something different. Mm -hmm. The fact that he puts so much into the teaser, 
means there's going to be a significant amount in the film, which is a really, really brave thing to do. I really believe in Flanagan, not just because of, because of uh, Gerald's game, but his track record, period. This is a very talented director, and I have so much faith that he's going to do this book justice. All right, we do have our second story today, which, of course, are the Batman villain rumors. Again, rumors. I'm going to repeat that word again soon. But before I get there, we got to tell you about some super cool content that you have coming your way on Collider. Check it out. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. It's Perry again to remind you that this episode of Movie Talk is brought to you by DC Universe. It's the first all-DC platform for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com and get sucked into new original series like the highly touted Titans or catch up on favorites like Krypton Season 1. And you can also jump into new episodes of Swamp Thing dropping weekly. In that show, you could follow Abby Arcane as she investigates what seems to be a deadly swamp-born virus in a small town in Louisiana and soon discovers that the swamp holds mystical and terrifying secrets. You can also get your comic book fix with thousands of new comic titles just added to an already impressive comic library. This includes more recent titles and complete storylines like Superman Secret Origin, Batman 2011, and Harley Quinn 2013. And also available on the platform are tons of the classic DC movies we love, like Batman and the original Superman movie. If animated films are more your speed, sign up right now because Reign of the Superman and Justice League vs. The Fatal Five are now available. DC Universe is available on all your favorite devices, so if you were thinking about it before, Now's the time. Join and get a year's worth of DC content at DCUniverse.com. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hello. How are you guys doing? I'm Christian Harloff. I'm the host of Collider Jedi Council. We talk about everything Star Wars. And if you want to catch our weekly show where we talk about the latest and greatest in Star Wars, it's movie news, it's canon, it's all of it. We take questions from you guys. How do you do it? Main channel. That's right, right here. Subscribe to this channel and you can listen. You can watch. You can do all of it. But if you want to just listen to it, you got the podcast feed too. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, you can listen to it in your car. Do all of it. It's Star Wars. Episode 9 is coming out. And then after Episode 9, you got TV shows. So we're going to be your sports center for Star Wars. Do it. Come on. Be real. 
In addition to Jedi Council, you're also going to want to check out the Collider Live interview with Ralph Macchio. It aired today on the Collider Live YouTube channel, but you're also going to be able to see a clip of it tomorrow on the Collider video channel. So check out that interview. Obviously, he is just a super cool guest, and I'm so excited to watch that myself. All right. Story number two now. Again, I'm just going to use the R word as much as I have to. Rumor. This is a rumor. (laughs) So this latest thing, we obviously know that the most recent rumor with the villains was the confirmation or like semi-confirmation from the trades at least that Penguin and Catwoman are reportedly going to be in Matt Reeves' The Batman movie. Now we've got an outlet called Geeks Worldwide reporting that the Riddler and Firefly will be in the mix as well. That outlet looks to have gotten their hands on casting breakdowns, and here's how they describe it in their piece. They write, The Riddler, likely the main villain who will be a criminal mastermind in Gotham who takes delight in incorporating riddles and puzzles into his schemes, leaving them as clues for the authorities to solve, and Reeves is looking for a male actor of any ethnicity between the ages of 30 and 40. As for Firefly, Geeks Worldwide writes, Another villain that will show up is a professional arsonist known as the Firefly. He attempts to burn all the places that he lacked the privilege to go to as an orphan child. Reeves is searching for a male actor for that one, any ethnicity between the ages of 20 and 30. Then on top of that, we have an outlet called Discussing Film claiming that both Toothpaste and Mad Hatter are in the mix as well. They write, they are eyeing to cast a male in their 30 to 40s for Toothpaste and are eyeing to cast a male in 40 to the 50-year range for Mad Hatter. And then uh, Discussing Film also cautions that these six villains are what are being named right now, and that's what Matt Reeves is currently planning to include in the film. However, similar to what happened with Batgirl in Birds of Prey and how that character was about to be cast before she was written out of the film, this could easily be the case for any of these villains that we're talking about right now. So, again, not only is this a rumor, an unconfirmed rumor by the studio, but this is also subject to change because, hey, the film is still in development now. So... Jay, you hear this, and I wonder if you thought what I thought, which is this sounds a lot like The Long Halloween. Yeah, it is. If you know the story of The Long Halloween, so basically these are six different villains, first and foremost. It's not the six that you heard. The Long Halloween, I wrote them down just so you know. It is Holiday, a dude who kills people on holidays once a month. That is just psychotic. Just want you to know that. (laughs) Uh, Scarecrow, Joker, the Mad Hatter, Poison Ivy, and the Riddler. So the Riddler is there, Mad Hatter is there, but of course you're not. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to do the Joker in this movie at all. I don't even want a reference to him because it, it'll be too soon. We always just jump into the Joker. We jump into the Joker. The story being he's basically Bruce Wayne is framed for a crime that his father committed. And while he's as Batman trying to work with Dent and Gordon to figure out who Holiday is, Holiday's planning on killing the entire city. And so much happens with the crime bosses and Maroney and Falcone. It's so much as a deep story. The thing that ties in with this is the amount of villains. It had been rumored from Jump that Max Reeves was going to do six villains. So to hear the six that you named, it lines up. I was telling you all before we went on air, though, it gets nervous hearing six villains. Because it can become muddled. Because you're not going to have six villains just to dispose of them in one film. Mm -hmm. You want to have a villain you can carry over or different ones. So you have to establish all these villains. So are you going to cast a big name to have them on screen just for 10, 15 minutes? If not more. 
And the Riddler being the main bad guy, I can live with that because, again, it's a noir detective film. He has to use his detective skills more so than we see him fighting because we've never really seen Batman use his detective skills. In the 89 Batman, we did kind of, but we really haven't seen that. I'm sold. Well, in that case, and that makes me actually, because when I heard the casting announcement, it took me a second. But in the in the crux of what you're talking about, mm-hmm. if it is more of a detective story, I'm I'm more excited for it. I'm more excited to see Rob, Rob Pattinson play that type of mm-hmm. a role, more heady and less like you know brawny. That kind of like more the cerebral, brood. the yeah, well, the brooding it, kind of thing. It, it makes suits, more sense. It best suits what makes him stand out from yeah. every other actor yes. out there, especially yeah. every other actor that we were busy sitting here talking about who could play the Batman. Right. When they announced him. It was it was very clear to me what they could possibly be going for in mm. this one. So, given the fact that we have our Batman now, we have a lot of people in the live chat chiming in regarding who could play who. So I'm curious okay. to get your take on these individuals and also if you have any other options for the roles. Ricky Jones is saying he heard a rumor that Riddler will be played by Stanley Tucci. <sighs> Stanley Tucci's too old for the Riddler for this. I, I'm just like, I'm trying to picture it. Like, he could be Harvey Dent, that, or he could be the Mad true. Hatter. Well, more so the Mad. Yeah, he'd be the Mad Hatter, but not not the I Riddler. Could, I mean, of course, he could pull off anything. He but could pull it, off anything. Yeah, but I, I don't. What they're make, going for. Yeah. You know, that's the casting breakdowns. and Yeah, the casting breakdowns. <laughs> I think he's aged out a little bit. that's the age range, I mean, I guess he does technically age out of it. But I feel like if you get the opportunity to cast Stanley Tucci in your movie, if you Why pass. Not? I mean, I if you can know. go for Why it, not? go for it. But I just want to be able to see that Riddler that's going to grow old with Batman. Because you have villains who grow old mm-hmm. with him. Here's one I think you guys are going to like. Um, KC Supersonic 1 wrote, let Holt be the Riddler. We talked about it. Talked yeah. about it. I think that's a very real possibility, whether it's Riddler or any of these other villain roles. He's, he's in yeah. this movie. I've got very high hopes that he's in this movie, and yeah. I want him to be in the movie. I want him to be the Riddler, because mm-hmm. he would be the equivalent of Corey Michael Scott on Gotham, which, by the way, Gotham had adapted in season four of The Long Hall- Halloween somewhat, and they brought in Firefly. They, gen- they gender-swapped her on that. Arrow used Firefly and did a guy's Firefly. So the character has been utilized mm-hmm. before. So it's not like they're just bringing some character out of nowhere and like, hey, here you go. So people are like, who the hell is Firefly? Now you know. A couple of their names for you guys here from Jenna James. Rami Malek, Donald Glover, or Sterling K. Brown would be Jenna's choices for the Riddler. Ooh. Well, Rami Malek, of course. You know I would love to cast him in yeah. anything. But I don't know. I don't see it for this movie. I don't see him taking it on. Do you? You give me Donald Glover. Give me Childish Gambino as the Riddler. I don't even want DG. Give me Childish Gambino. Matter of fact, give me Lando Calrissian as the Riddler. Riddler. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that he could do just about it. I mean, he's another one where it's like, if he wants to sign up for your movie, I'm going to write you a role to get you in my movie. (laughs) Yeah, because remember, he's in Spider-Man Homecoming with a small role that potentially can lead to something bigger. So, because the Prowler is a big part of the story. Mm-hmm. Granted, we saw it in the Miles Morales situation, mm-hmm. but now you have the live action version. So, hey, possibilities. Any other uh, dream casting choice. here, given this roster of six that we have right now? John Hamm as Harvey Dent. Uh, you said that You're before so we started rolling. John I love that. Because that's <laughs> my, what I'm hey, saying. I don't blame you at all. I would like to see him as a, a DA who's fighting for Gotham in a dark time. We saw him in Mad Men being kind of darkish. And then to have him go for where he gets mm-hmm. acid or something thrown in his face. 
and now he has a split personality, yeah. he'd be way better than what Tommy Lee Jones did in Batman Forever. Let's not act like that movie happened. <laughs> Don't mess with that movie. <laughs> Do you know what poster was hanging above my bed my very first year of Sleepaway Camp? Batman oh, Forever. Oh, I have a very big sauce spot for that movie, and I don't care who knows it. Um, we have somebody in the live chat, Mr. Nobody, saying Firefly will probably have the same role in the movie as Shocker in Homecoming. Kind of a glorified henchman. Is that how you see it, Jay, if uh, that character is incorporated? Yeah, but if, if no, not really, because if this character is burning stuff up, you know, and literally set coming arsons around Gotham. I don't see that as a smaller character. I get what the shocker was as a henchman, but I don't see you putting somebody like that as a henchman. Now it's possible. It is possible, but Fireflies known to been going going on go on his own. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. To see one of the crime families, the Maronis or the Falcons say, Hey, go get the dude that you know sets the fires and just let him burn some stuff. <laughs> is that how that goes? Hey, just let him burn some stuff. <laughs> let him do what he does. You know, we he owes me money over here. Let I think him... we're casting you. That's <laughs> why you get all the big roles. <laughs> Before we move on to uh, questions from the live chat here, Nikki, I'm curious to get your take on this. What do you think the possibility is that these six villains are really who winds up in this movie? Because especially given what we know about the industry and how projects evolve over months... Things could definitely change, as Discussing Film pointed out. Well, I also think that if they're going to put out a casting breakdown, a lot of times, I know this from back in the day when I was an actress, when you go in, you don't necessarily read for the same character's name and you don't read the same scene. It's just to get the actors in there, and they know that that's going to get leaked. So this could be an intentional thing that they're throwing people off. That's actually a very good point that um, I'm surprised hadn't even crossed my mind until you just brought it up. That's a very real possibility here, especially when you're talking about attracting big names to a major project Mm -hmm. like this. And you want the fancy schmancy names like the Riddler that everybody out there knows. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I, I went through that as well. When I, I'll always bring up when I auditioned with Chirac when I got the role. My character's name in Chirac is Be So Mighty. And I'm the right hand to Cyclops, played by Wesley Snipes. My script says Ben and Claude. <laughs> like, you have no idea right. who those characters right. are. So what they else? do that all the time. They do it, yeah. And it's kind of unfair, too. Because then sometimes, too, you think it's a small project. You're like, I won't try so hard. And then you see it's like Wonder Woman, and you're like, yeah. oh, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> you didn't tell me I should have gave it my all? I should have cared more? <laughs> I mean, One don't get me wrong. You care about every audition. Of One other thing worth pointing out right now, because we are going to be talking about the Batman a lot here on Movie Talk, is that discussing film said they had been eyeing to begin filming in Q1 of 2020, likely in February. Previously, the film was slated to begin filming on December 9th. However, the decision was made to push back the production for the film, likely due to rewrites on the screenplay and to allow more time for casting on the film. So we might have a little longer to wait until some of this is locked in, but we are going to keep an eye on those news feeds. And the second these things are official, we are going to tell you about them. And to drop a fresh trailer at Comic-Con 2020, because DC is not going to be at this year's. So next year you have your focal point. Okay. That's I, I think the the fact that uh, DC and Warner Brothers aren't going to be in uh, Hall H is totally yeah, I know it is kind of is like as oh. you said that like my heart. <laughs> you have to think about that. I think <laughs> I just pictured like like calendar items and like how long I have to go until I see that. That's a long time. Yeah, but we have yeah. a long time to continue talking about it, and that's a nice thing. Before we take a live chat question, I want to bring up one other story because our own Jeff Snyder broke the news this morning. We are getting another Black Christmas movie from Blumhouse, and Jeff had written that Blumhouse has officially hired Sophia Takal to direct this. And 
One of the stars in the movie is going to be Imogen Poots, which is super exciting. This is one of those iconic horror movies out there that I think is well-suited for a remake. This concept just basically lends itself to being remade for almost every single generation out there. And the idea of having Sophia Takal behind a major wide release over at Blumhouse is so exciting to me. Are you guys in for another Black Christmas movie? I didn't see the other one, I'll be honest. But I'm a ho- I, I'm for it. I said the pit poster is a knife dripping in blood. It's a candy cane. I'm sorry, dripping in blood. Let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. And the premise is what college? It was it's college students. Yeah. Oh, actually, female. it's well it's well worth reading the official logline that Blumhouse then emailed out. Here's the official logline for this new film. Hawthorne College is quieting down for the holidays. One by one, sorority girls on campus are being killed by an unknown stalker. But the killer is about to discover that this generation's young women aren't willing to become helpless victims, hapless victims, as they mount a fight to the finish. That sold me right there, the last line. This generation is not, it's not going to be like your previous horror movies. This is going to be a whole new. That's what makes this stand out from what the the remake was 2006. You can skip that one. Don't watch the 2006. Six one, Perfect. and then the original was 1974, which I highly recommend okay. checking out. But like right there in the logline, that's how you make this different from version exactly. to version. You go, you go sorority girls who are not your generation <laughs> right. of the past, because you hear sorority girls now, you're like, oh, everybody gets murdered. That's what you hear, and you think that in horror films. And to say this is like, oh no, they finna whoop dude later. They gonna end up like, uh, what was that, Death Proof? Where, where all three of them whooped on Kurt Russell at the end of the movie. That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's grab two quick questions from the live chat here. We've got one from Elliot Bullock II, who writes, Hey, Collider, how about Natalie Dormer's Catwoman? I'm feeling that. I'm very into that idea, but I'm stuck on what I pitched, I think, the last time you were on the show, Jay, and I said Sophia Batella. Yes, you did. Now oh, that's yeah. been in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see Natalie Dormer get more opportunities, though. Yeah, but I don't know if I see her as Catwoman. I see more. I don't, yeah, Sophia. I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't see her as Catwoman yeah. either. But she, she deserves but she's to be great. in more feature films. She's great. She's, she's great. just so lighthearted, and she's got to be sort of dark. And I don't know if we, she can go there just yet. Here's one more super chat casting suggestion. Here we've got Gamerspot11 saying, "How about Michael Sheen as the uh, Mad Hatter?" Yes. Michael Sheen. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> oh my God. Great choice. Yes. I think that's that sounds kind that of sounds, spot on yeah. to me. Yes, it does. I am very into that one. All right. Oh my God. Look what time it is. That's it. Wow. We gotta go. Movie talk is done for the day. But don't worry, we're gonna be back tomorrow. Nikki, thank you for visiting us today. So and Jay, as always, me. thank you for being here on thank Thursdays. You. Adam in the booth, thank you. Thad in the live chat, thank you too. And guys, you guys all rock. Please like and share this episode and rock even more than I think you already do. Tell everybody you know about Collider Movie Talk on the YouTube channel and in podcast form as well. We will be back tomorrow, 3 p.m. PT for a brand new episode. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. (sighs) Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.